Today I'm chatting with Carly Neal, the Operations Manager, and Christian Marotta, Head of IT from Jealous Craig Corporate. Jealous Craig is one of the leading and fastest growing real estate brands in Australia, with 28 offices across Victoria. Jealous Craig is an award-winning company that promotes quality and professionalism and are experts in local property market history, insights and trends. Thank you for both of you joining us today. We're, we're really excited to have you on the podcast today and have a really good conversation around Jealous Craig. It, it's a big success story inside of the industry of some huge growth, but also growth in the right particular way, which is that you've got some really successful business owners and agents and also people who just really understand technology and understand how to embrace it and also use it to their advantage in their office. So firstly, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Angus. Thanks for having us. So to kick things off, Carly, I might throw this one to you, is customers expect to be reached anywhere at any time now. You know, the industry of waiting for people to get back to you is kind of gone. And due to the ubervocation of everything is they now expect things in real time. What are some of the areas in the customer journey which tech helps you most? I think um, there's a qualification to that. They want to be contacted anywhere, anytime when they want to be contacted. So it's on their terms. Um, I think for us, tech really helps us to make the right contact at the right time, um, whether that's on um, a static level, so on a pull versus a push level, contacting people, whether so information that we have available on our socials, on the website and things like that to make us a brand of choice, to make us a reference brand for them. Um, but on a push level, it needs to be relevant and it needs to be timely. So that's where um, we use a lot of tech to help us with profiling customers to make sure that we are giving them relevant and timely information and that's what keeps them engaged. So things like um, being diligent about capturing buying criteria, about segmentation, so whether someone's a downsizer, an upsizer, a first-home buyer, um, that type of thing is, is really, really important to us because it means that we're having the right conversations and the right communication at the right time. Yeah. The other thing that um, tech obviously helps with is compliance around opting in and opting out. So it's very easy for people to opt in and out of SMS and email and things like that. Ideally, we're serving them up uh, something that's relevant to them, whether it's um, only apartments in Glen Iris because that's what they're looking for, not sending them the whole stock list, then um, that's going to keep them engaged because they might not get something for three weeks until there are listings that are relevant to them. The other thing that we do, I think, particularly well through the tech is develop a dossier of a client. So we have a profile of a client. We know um, their interests. We know their memberships, their dog's name, their children's names, important things like so that we can have a meaningful conversation with them, an intimate kind of engagement with them, not just a transactional engagement. AI is another area that obviously everybody's on about at the moment. There's a lot of players, a lot of new entrants into the market in that area. We're watching the space, we're sampling the space, but we're not sort of jumping headlong into anything at the moment because ultimately I think our brand believes that there's no magic pill. Mm. Um, for this, there's nothing uh, that replaces human connection. Um, so there's nothing that replaces having that prolonged conversation at an open or getting on the telephone, having conversations and making connections with people. And as we always say, ultimately, the owner will choose the agent that they want to deal with at the end of the day. It's not even really the shingle or the brand. It's not even really necessarily the marketing campaign. It's the connection that they have with the individual and you can't do that, you know, with robots. I think the important thing out of that is that 
Uh, it's not an overnight success. It's something that's taken a long time to build. And if you look just even at the most simplistic version of it is you've you've started with an open database. You've now got 28 offices that are actually can contribute to that. And kind of what I was getting from you there is that it's not just about putting data into a system anymore. It's about how do you actually use it to your advantage? How do you profile it? And then how do you ultimately interact with that customer again? Um, and I know that from our experience with real-time agent and working with guys really closely to actually build that product is that you're very good at identifying the gaps and identifying what the brand and the people need within your organization to make sure that you're driving them and helping them to get to where they need to get to as well. So I think that that's a it's it's a five or ten years in the making of building this data lake to actually enable you to now be in a really interesting position where you can start to have a really good sense of a profile of customer. Mm. Uh, Christian, just to, to throw over to you, I guess there's a lot of different initiatives and a lot of very smart thinking that goes into what you guys do on a daily basis. What are some of the key gaps that you've identified in the market that could be working harder to make things easier for you? Yeah, thanks, Angus. I suppose, you know, leading on from from where you were talking about profiling a client for us, and I know a number of agencies are talking about this, but having that true single client view across the business, whether they're in property management or sales, they're a buyer, seller, renter, rental provider, you know, we're halfway there with the open database. We feel we're getting that single view of the, the profile of the client, but what we want to do is now step up a level and get the, I suppose the information on interactions with our website. So what pages are they visiting? You know, are they looking, did they land on our Why Jealous Craig page or our appraisal page to what social posts are they actually interacting with? Is it new properties coming online or is it about our brand and our culture or our foundation? Um, and really stepping up our database to a real CRM level and understand that client a little bit deeper. Um, so we feel there's a bit of a gap there and we're working towards trying to receive more data points on that client and their interactions to give a true, um, you know, unique experience to that one client rather than, the, you know, the same experience to all of our clients. We want to make sure that we're um, delivering the right content at the right time, you know, and we're, we, we've realised... Uh, potentially an in industry problem in this area where it's quite unique. A buyer, you know, buys something from us and then they sell that product, you know. So there's a lot of CRMs out there, not in real estate industry, that they can manage that buying part really well, but then they're not set up to manage that person to then sell that same product. Um, so we're just trying to cover the gap there. Um, a second area where we feel, you know, there's a bit of a gap and this is probably more an internal one, but can help our clients is around workflow or process management. So if we take the sales campaign, you know, as an example, we know there's, you know, Airtable or Trello, there's platforms out there that enable you to manage that process, but it's double entering. You're still ticking a box or moving a card um, or putting some information into two systems rather than one. So as much as you're getting the visibility and transparency on where that campaign's at, it's adding a double enter layer. So what we want to do is put some automation in there. So how can we build a workflow process and, and where does it sit um, that manages that campaign from gathering the copy, you know, photo selection for it going online. So enabling our agents or even to pass on to the vendors, a digital, you know, email or whatever it is uh, trigger 
for them to select those photos and the order. And then that goes into the workflow process and triggers the next step. You know, in the old days, it was a sales file that, you know, got passed around to all the desks from advertising back to the agent, back to advertising. So how do we, you know, control the triggers there without the double entering of data? So I think there's huge opportunity there. Um, and, and the benefits are, you know, the agent can see where each of their campaigns is at today, you know, in real time. And then the vendors can have a look and say, what's the holdup? Why isn't it online? Oh, geez, I haven't selected the photo order yet. Sorry, that's on me. I'll go and get that done. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of gaps there and opportunities. So when we look across that and the, the transformation, I think that Jealous Craig is, is done is that you've built a really great brand that attracts agents and vendors and obviously buyers to it as well that's got a set of values and that drives you in terms of the, the people inside of the business. And then you've built a great process from a technology perspective. The, the key part that, Carly, I might ask you for this one is um, what's how are you thinking about that sales journey and the approach to it and what's still going to be a human interaction because it's essential to be? Because I think we'd all agree that you know, technology is not there to replace the agent. It's actually there just to empower them to do more. How are you thinking about that if you could give us some insights into it? I think, um, and I've had visibility of a lot of brands across the industry and I wanted to come to Jealous Craig for this very reason. I think the the bigger open database is really um, a demonstration of the fact that the client's put first at Jealous Craig. We don't want you to be having parallel conversations with different offices. The offices aren't competing against each other. There are incentives um, for us in the way that we structure the database for offices to work together and refer and um, conjunct on listings and things like that. I think um, that's the most important thing. That single customer record is a really big thing and that goes to the culture as well. And it is um, quite unusual for people coming from different brands to come in and they say that that trick never works. That's not going to work. How can you have an open database? And almost a siege mentality. But for us it does work and it works at scale. We set you know, and that comes down to corporate to a large extent because we set the expectations around it and um, we have very little conflict around having the open database and everyone achieves so much more because of it. Um, Vendors achieve more, buyers achieve more, and the agents and officers achieve more as well. So I think it starts with that, even if we're not talking about um, a personal conversation with every client at every step of the journey. I think it's about looking at the journey and seeing where the appropriate parts are. It also comes back to what we were talking about with segmentation and having the right conversation at the right time. Now, if I'm not in real estate mode, I don't want to hear from you, but I might want to receive a CMA every second year or something like that in the post, just a passive kind of keeping the brand in front of them, giving them something of value that's relevant. It may trigger them to to jump into real estate mode. You don't know, but Um, I think it's as much as you can with over a million contacts in the database, it's really treating every one of them as an individual and respecting their individual journey and not, you know, treating them all as one category of client. It's almost the tagline of um, where are our customers hanging out before they need us Mm. and when are we going to interact with them and how do we bring them into that ecosystem at the appropriate time? And, And how do we serve them at the right time without hounding them or inundating them? How do we just stay not even top of mind, but how do we stay in the side of their mind for when something shifts, you know, for when the marriage breaks down or when they have an windfall, an opportunity to buy an investment property or things like that? How do we just make sure without irritating them that we're the trusted advisor when the time comes? So, And build that value proposition around everything to do with the property journey as opposed to 
when you need to sell or list your home. Not just a transactional thing. And that's funny. On on that, I do have a couple of um, bugbears around the industry and, and about the personal touch. Yep. And I think something that, you know, across the board we're not very good at is that space between the contract signing and settlement. Mm. I think it's been very hot and heavy through the campaign, through the negotiations. And then a lot of agents just go missing between the uh, contract signing and the settlement. I think that's really the time to to double down to some extent on the service levels because that's where you, your prime referral period is coming as well and that's where you're going to leave your lasting impression. Um, so that's one of my – and it has long-standing bugbear. My other one is buyers. I grew up in this industry in a time when buyers were liars um, you know, and everybody had their REIV diary. They didn't even have a CRM. Um, funny because the buyers thought we were liars at the same time, so whatever. But I still think we underutilize buyers. There's still agents who are looking for lists of people to cold call when they haven't properly qualified the people who are coming through the opens or inquiring. They haven't asked the right questions. They haven't built the rapport. Now, particularly in most of the areas where our, or many of the areas where our offices exist, uh, people have changeovers. Mm. So if you're not asking those questions, if you're not building that relationship, I think you're crazy. That's you know, that's money for jam that's being left behind. So I think you, you need to be strategic in where you sprinkle the personal human touch and you need, you know, because there's only so much time in the day. But tech definitely helps with that. Yeah. It helps the agents to use their time um, most efficiently to make the right calls and the right interactions at the right time. And particular, on your first point to that is um, the time at which the buyers are generally the most lost or the vendor who's most lost is when they've just bought or sold. Because no one steps in to actually help them with that next part of the journey. They've bought a home. They know they had to get a mortgage. Yeah. And now they're stepping into, okay, well, what's next? And now there's a thousand things they've got to do, change postal address. They've got to think about the insurance. They've got to do a range of different things that sit inside of that 60, 90-day period. They're anxious because they've overcommitted or they haven't bought yet or it's it's the perfect time for the superhero to come in and, and hold their hand or, or to stay around and hold their hand rather than what we're always tempted to do, which is to move on to the next transaction. So it's a matter of resisting that and, and remembering the future value of that client um, and their referrals as well, just as, you know, the, the lifetime value they look at in the car industry. That's why some car, you know, car dealers um, take a different approach to support. Yeah, exactly. And, service, yeah. and exactly as you said, um, buyers become sellers at some point and if the buyer is not a not a buyer at the moment. They might own investment properties that could be moved into the main asset of the a lot of the business owners, which is the rent roll. So it's just about asking those right questions at the right time to make sure you're building the profile of the customer to understand what their needs are at that particular time as well. And not having just the tunnel vision around that specific transaction. Okay, Mrs. Kafoops, you don't want to buy this property but let's just take a bit more interest. People love to talk about themselves, take a bit more interest in, in their story and their journey and, you know, put that into the memory bank for follow-up. Put the human touch into it. Mm. Yeah. Christian, I guess for a lot of businesses, COVID rapidly evolved and enhanced the amount of digital adoption across the industry. What are some of the things that you guys approached when COVID hit to evolve and adapt and continue to be able to transact for your vendors and buyers? Yeah, I still vividly remember the day uh, Nick Dowling walked up to my desk and said, Christian, I'm, I'm thinking about sending everyone to, to work from home tomorrow across the whole group. You know, where, how, how do we stand? Are we going to be okay? And I said, oh, okay, give me five minutes. I'm just going to think about that. Five minutes later, I walked into his office. I said, Nick, we're going to be fine. You know, when I thought about it at a high level, 
we've been lucky. Our, our sales CRM is is cloud based, and we've been with them for you know 10, 15 years. Property management, you know, that side of our business in 2019, we went through a big project where we had three different on-prem database systems across our businesses. And, um, we brought all the heads of property management together across our group and did some research and moved the whole group to one cloud provider, uh, for our property management solution. So those two parts of the business I knew were covered. Um, our normal general infrastructure, we use the Microsoft 365 stack, so we're covered there. Um, and our marketing system, marketing management system and VPA system was, was cloud-based as well. So I was very confident that if we moved everybody home, you know, we'd be okay. I suppose the tricky part was some education around uh, how staff could set up their computers at home or, you know, some staff requiring laptops. Um, so that was probably the biggest hurdle for us was more around the hardware than, than the tech stack. Um, but our approach has always been, you know, with tech partnering with our suppliers and really challenging each other. So us challenging them and our suppliers challenging us in our processes. Um, a good example, um, which I spoke about earlier was around, you know, photo selection. We used to have a photo selection sheet that was printed and you'd number one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. That's the order they're going to go online and the, 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 it's going to be used in the brochure. Um, and our, our provider said, well, why do you do that? Why don't we digitize this? Let's send a link. You choose your order, drag and drop, save, and it's done. And it, you know, flows through to the system. Awesome. So, you know, implemented that really quickly and that was a good win. Um, something I realized from managing the tech stack at Jealous Craig for a long time, we had a lot of platforms and, you know, teams in, in 365 could be one of them or Zoom where the system was available or the platform was available. There was training there. But the takeout from the sales and property management teams was really lacking. Admin teams usually jumped on it straight away and they were all about the efficiencies and they loved the new tech. Sales and PM, there was always a bit of, bit of pushback. Um, and what we found during COVID was, hey, they, they do like self-teaching and self-learning if they can see the efficiency and the benefits out of these platforms. I mean, how quick did the industry change to Zoom auctions, you yeah. know, or on the property management side, um, you know, routine inspection over Zoom and, and directing the tenant to walk through and, you know, show them specific areas of the property so you could tick them off. So that, that willing of staff to adopt new tech from the property management and sales level really impressed me. Like they were really quick to, to take it on board when for so long they pushed back. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of changed our approach now. We know they can do it. We know they're interested in it. Uh, a big, you know, as COVID went through and we opened up private inspections in, in Victoria, you know, that was a big challenge in Melbourne. You know, how we got one Smith street for sale and how do we manage the 30 people that want to see it? And we've only got it open for an hour on Saturday. And we found that a lot of the sales staff and their teams were spending a lot of time managing appointments and booking time. So what we did, we went out and found two different solutions, knowing that one's not going to fit all. So one solution was office wide. Another solution was specifically at an agent level and managed at an agent level where they created available slots for a property and they allowed potential purchases to book themselves in and unbook themselves if there was a clash. And then that took all of that time away from the agent having to deal with it, gave them some efficiencies, gave them more time to work on their relationships, um, which is what we're all about. And that's a big win for us. So we have a strong culture at Jealous Craig around sharing information and and we have a lot of consistent uh, systems and platforms uh, across the group. But we also understand that one size doesn't fit all. So give options. And look, all, it's, we don't expect all sales teams or all property management teams to take on the same tech stack or the same piece of tech. But if it gives them efficiencies and they see the benefits, 
we're winning. We're happy. Awesome. Well, we're nearly out of time, but we always ask two questions. Um, so, Carly, I might throw this one to you firstly, which is what's your definition of success? Yes, so I think I'll answer that from a Jealous Craig perspective. Okay. I'd say that um, for us to have a happy and engaged workforce that's giving back to their community, that underpins success for us. It's not, um, you know, we watch the numbers, but it's not about the numbers or the results or different things. It's about setting that culture and that intent, and that's what drives the results. So, yeah. Awesome. And finally, um, Christian, tell us one thing that you got to start, stop and continue. Yeah, uh, from a Jealous Craig perspective, uh, look, I'll start off with with stopping. Um, we probably want to stop being driven or, or jumping onto the, the newest, shiniest, you know, tech out there and really stick firm with our strategy and be confident in ourselves that we're going in the right direction and take the time to research and look at each option individually um, rather than just jump on the newest one and, and, you know, grab it by the horns. Um, in terms of starting, you know, this is something we did two years ago and we definitely stopped during COVID, but the face-to-face um, meetings and collaboration between different departments in our business, you know, we're, we're really big on, you know, in our culture of getting staff together and building those internal relationships um, and the knowledge sharing, you know, it's key to, to Jealous Craig and, and really, um, you know, I feel uh, steads us in, in different steads to some of the other agencies. We, lo- we love the internal sharing um, and continue, you know, continue the work-life balance that, that COVID has brought on, you know, being able to do some of my work when it's, or from Jealous Craig, allowing staff to work when it's convenient for them. You know, if five o'clock, the kids need to be fed dinner. You know, you finish a little bit earlier, get the kids sorted, get them into bed and do an hour or two after dinner. If that works for you, great. Awesome. Well, Carly and Christian, thank you for all your insights and congratulations on all the success that Jealous Craig and you guys have had over the, the last few years and I'm sure it's going to continue into the future. So thank you both for your time. Thanks, Angus. Thanks, Angus. Thanks for listening to the episode of PropTech Insider. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you want to learn more about our implementing tech into your workflow, visit agentsolutions.com.au.